Hey, this is Brendan Sick on Creative Living. And today I'm going to start off the first podcast with my life. So it all began. I was born in 1999, January 13th. That's some prime numbers right there. Oh my God. What year again? 1999. Okay. Yeah. Those are my angel numbers, 999. Born in Santa Cruz, my parents, they met in Santa Cruz. So the love began in Santa Cruz. When I was four years old, my brother had a seizure. Now this is a huge flash forward, but this is one of the most traumatic moments of my life. I thought he was legit going to die. And my dad was on top of him pushing on his chest for air and I I didn't know what was going on but I didn't like how that looked next thing you know the paramedics came in with a stretcher looking down the stairs and they put my brother on and he was off to the ambulance for the third or fourth time now I lost count and this was all when I was four years old and I happened to move to Folsom at the time Folsom's a city 30 minutes east of Sacramento in California And from there, I found my love for music. My mom gave me a keyboard, and I really loved how a note sounded, and I was curious of how the notes related to each other if you played multiple at a time. Then she proceeded to give me some sheet music to understand the correlation between the notes on the paper and the notes on the piano. And from there, she gave me Minuet in G. I think I still play it. Yeah, that's how it goes. <laughs> so, basically, my mom gave me this sheet of paper. A minuet in G. I knew the fingerings already, so I just learned it one at a time uh-huh. on the right hand. Gotcha. Got it down, and then I learned on the left hand, because why not? Yeah. It sounded really cool when on the left. It was hard as fuck. <laughs> it was crazy hard. I was like, how do you do that? My brain has to, like, do something I don't know. So, yeah. but I tried. I made the leap, and the net, the net appeared. Yeah. You know? And yeah. I just landed them. And when I landed them, it was the greatest feeling ever. And I just kept playing it over and over again. I memorized it. And that's when I knew, and that's when my mom knew, that I had a musical gift. Mm. And from there, I picked up the trumpet because of a book called Trumpet and the Swan. Mm -hmm. My boy back here is whipping out a protein bar. (laughs) And from there, I played trumpet into jazz band. And I just really loved the jazz band. In fact, I made an effort to get to watch the jazz band when my, my father was like, oh, I want to go home. Like, I was in a concert band. They were before. They're like, I want to go home. Mm-hmm. My mom, she brought me out, you know, and, you know, love to the whole family. But my mom helped me right there. And that was cool. <laughs> so she so she really supported your talent. She really supported my talent, brought me to my passion. And... I fell in love, practiced super hard, and jumped in. I was fourth trumpet, and then I became third trumpet, 
because I practiced so much. And then I became second trumpet all in one year. And then the eighth grade year, I became lead trumpet, which was super freaking awesome. I was just like soaring and the band was like all my friends and it was just a good time. Mm-hmm. So from there... Did you guys do concerts? Uh, yeah, travel? yeah. We went to like Monterey. I love Monterey. I was actually thinking on the way over here today that I should um, hit up my my uncle and he's got like a property in Monterey. And I was like, bro, like, can you imagine turning up? Like, you're like the bass king. Mm-hmm. Bro, I'm, I'm, I'm about to like drop so much oh, bass, no. bro. So... <laughs> so... You know, we won tons of awards, and um, I was going to go to Vista, which is, like, the other school. It's not so music-heavy. Is it also in Santa Cruz? No, this is all in Folsom. Oh, okay. So I had, um, I had uh, friends, like, so many friends. They were going to Vista, and then I was, like, conflicted on, like, whether I should choose where my friends were going, follow the pack, or go where the music is so, like, nurtured which is Folsom high and the bands there were just incredible their lead band just blew me away mm-hmm. and from there you know i chose vista but two weeks before auditions for Folsom, i was like you know that airport scene where it's like the guy runs and he's like wait i love you mm-hmm. <laughs> and so that was like me but with my passion for music and I chose to go to Folsom. I talked to the counselor and got it all squared away. And me and my Vista friends, we still hung out. And, like, you know, I just made new friends. I didn't, I didn't like, think about that at the time. Everything. I think the biggest problem with, like, humans, man, is, like, we think so black and white. It's like this or that, all yeah. or nothing. Mm-hmm. Ah, yeah. and you don't really see the gray area. Option C, so much, you gray. know, and the opportunity. There's so much opportunity that's missed because we we're too dogmatic about yeah. our perspective. Exactly, and it's like just hearing you talk already gives me another perspective of your life and that's like i can reflect on my life be like oh this Mm. is how he saw those events and this is how i see them that's crazy interesting because i feel like sometimes people are so stuck up in their minds like this is the way i see and this is the way it is but really there's so many different perspectives that you can look at life at you know yeah for sure so for sure yeah me and me and beck in here in here recording a podcast bro in the music room this is awesome (laughs) so yeah, man, that's really cool. It's giving me more, like, what you just said, like, it's giving me more inspiration to actually, like, make more, share more myself, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and because, it, like, even when I watch my own stuff, I get reflections off of it, and it's really cool. It's like a light show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. Like, writing your stuff? Um, no, like, uh, just, like, I used to do vlogs, and I used to, like, mm. talk, talk in front of the camera. Mm. Nice. And, um... Like, I just watched one of my videos, and I was like, oh, my God. Like, I, like that's crazy. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> I feel you, because uh, like, sometimes I go on my Snapchat, and uh, I have a sort of, like, a, um, I have a friend who's very spiritual. Yeah. And so, and so sometimes we just, like, you know, because you don't really get to talk about spiritual stuff with your, just, like, on a normal basis, you know, on a normal day basis. You don't just sit down and start talking about Buddhism, start talking about God and what is nature and the universe and stuff like that, you know? Um, and so one of the, so usually like 
whenever I came out of that talk with them, I like to share with people on my Snapchat. That's and you always awesome. get mixed reviews. Some people are like, yeah. this is really dope. I really like this this motivation. And some people are like, what are you doing? Like, are you trying to become like some kind of guru? Yeah, they're, like, they're like, I'm not buying into Like, yeah. they're like, I'll buy into that. But, you know, like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's interesting to see what people think of you. And like, you can like watch the video again back and you're like, oh, this is like what I was thinking at that time. That's crazy. It's so interesting. It is, man. It is. And and like those things last for a very long time. Oh, yeah. You know, and the world now is like um, the real land grab is attention. <laughs> I mean, in a business perspective, oh, yeah. like, is you know, um, getting, you know, people will pay for attention through sponsorships and all that stuff. And yeah, it's it's, uh, it's really cool. So that's why I think creating content is so valuable for, you know, not only the world, but, you know, yourself, just to go back and see how you were thinking. Um, so going back to my, my story, Brendan's sick story, um, I... I, I went to Folsom High and I and I made the top band and this was crazy like I was the only freshman in the band and there were a couple of these seniors that um, they got kicked out of their old school and then they hopped into our school and they were like legit like they've been on the music vibe like super hardcore like uh-huh. my dude's been practicing like tons of hours uh-huh. and when he soloed like in the band it was literally every single time was different. Like, there's nothing that pissed me off more in jazz than hearing, like, I mean, <laughs> some of my friends did this, you know, all love, but when 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 you do something fresh every single time you solo, like, every single time, it, it just brings this muse energy, like, an inspiration energy that touches everybody, you know, because he wasn't expecting it, the player, and everyone else who's listening was not expecting it. And experiencing that every day, man, I would remember being in third period, looking at the clock and being like, I can't wait for the next period, which is jazz band uh-huh. music, you know, it's coming. Uh-huh. And, you know, we, we like, you know, I got, I met, met uh, my friend Emery Message. He played saxophone mm-hmm. and he just gave me the lowdown on how to do it, man. He's uh-huh. like, you got to play like the greats. You got to play like them transcribing. And, you know, he just, you know, we just hung out and it was, it was super dope, man. Uh-huh. Super dope. Wait, so... So at this point, you don't you don't use as much trumpet anymore. I actually I was still a trumpet player. Uh-huh. I was in freshman year. Nice. So we skip over to sophomore year. I'm still playing trumpet, uh-huh. um, and things are going good. I got like a solo marching band, and uh-huh. like it's 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 pretty cool. But I see I'm a Capricorn, mm-hmm. and what that entails is like i'm really gonna work hard on my shit like Mm -hmm. really fucking hard Mm -hmm. like my purpose i'm very driven Mm -hmm. driven Mm -hmm. and i think everyone knew that like they saw me like working so hard um but that's besides the point i practiced way too hard on trumpet like one day like i i i played some high notes i got so excited bro i got so fucking excited that i kept playing for hours Uh and my lip was fucking like damaged it Uh it turned like swollen Uh like a little bit and that created an imbalance in my embouchure which is like the mouth positioning onto the mouthpiece Uh and i could not play like i was literally handicapped i had half the range Mm -hmm. my tone suffered Mm -hmm. and i was crushed because i had all this musicality in me uh-huh. You know, and those inspiring guys, uh-huh. the seniors, they left, and I was ready to take my own charge on uh-huh. it. Uh-huh. And 
all these other people, they didn't, I felt like they didn't really care as much and they had more abilities than me. And I'm uh-huh. like, I was crushed, man. Yeah, I, but you had more passion. I had way more passion. And I was, it also like, you know, was a reflection of how sad I was. I was terribly sad. Uh-huh. Um, I got taken off my part because I needed to take so many breaks. And I went home and I just like wept, cried. My mom like held me and that's when I like knew I either was gonna just drop this because I cared about it too much and I don't want to be half half in it uh-huh. or I'm gonna come back in a different way uh-huh. and I decided to come back in a uh-huh. different way and man. that's when the beats started coming that's not when the beats started uh-huh. coming <laughs> when the beats start coming <laughs> song and that's me. when the 808 hit the ground uh, that's when the- <laughs> no it's it's actually when I went over to my brother's room and picked up the saxophone and just was like, hey, can I borrow it? And, like, I just started playing. And I had a big sound because I was a trumpet player. I had so much air support behind me. Mm-hmm. Just making sure this is still recording. Um, and, man, I practiced, like, all the time. The thing about sax is that you can you can kind of play longer than trumpet. Trumpet is, like, a, a muscle, you know. Okay, you can't yeah. You can't just go to the gym and, like, do curls for six hours yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. but gotcha. you, you can play sax scales for you know a couple hours okay, and stuff gotcha. uh-huh. <laughs> and so i practiced so fucking hard dude like mm-hmm. i was literally like not going to lunch to practice mm-hmm. i was practicing during holidays like more mm-hmm. um and my teacher gave me the opportunity he extended the audition date a little bit so i can build up more skill went in there guns blazing on I can't. I can't give you anything but love by Sonny Stitt. I played the solo, uh-huh. and shout out to Emery again. It was on his Spotify playlist, and I clicked on it, and I loved that song so much that I, I was like, "This is my audition piece." Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So I played it. I went in there. I fucking ripped it, bro, and I made the lead band. Nice, right away. Right away, like nice. what took me five, maybe like five months, took. Um, surpassed people who were spending seven years Uh on it Uh um and i was just so happy to like keep keep it going and Mm -hmm. you know and i just kept playing and my parents they invested in me they got me a a selmer mark 6 1954 uh alto saxophone which Uh is like a buttery like smooth vintage like just it was in the closet for like Uh half a century Uh and when I played it, man, it was just absolutely a godsend of of a magical sound coming through. And you know, we just kept going. I, I even played in an arena one time and Arena? Uh, yeah, I played in an arena. I had a solo and I went and I yeah. I just played that as a joke. Like I didn't even mean to do that. And the whole arena just went crazy and I think that was one of my pinnacle performance moments uh-huh. in high school. Um and man and i had all these auditions set up but the the thing is is i was so driven right that i actually started breaking down again uh-huh and so, so that's there's some kind of pattern to this there there was a pattern i i didn't like love myself bro i didn't give myself the breaks that i needed uh-huh. i didn't like you know pace myself i was always so perfectionist i'm like uh-huh. i have to make the top band i have to make i have to you know like reach these levels and i was making the levels and it was crazy i was yeah. i was in um sac state jazz band as lead alto mm-hmm. um when i was a senior in high school 
and I wanted to be that because I saw my boy Emery. Shout out Emery again. Uh-huh. <laughs> I saw him do that, and I was like, that's fucking tight. And I, like, did it, bro. <laughs> that's interesting. You said you're a Capricorn, and I am too, and I have the same thing. Um, you're a Capricorn? Yeah. When's your birthday? January 18. 18? Yeah. Bro, 13. Yeah. So, so one of the things that happened when I first started making music is that I was so, like... I saw the DJs, I saw the big guys, I saw the big producer, and I was like, that's it, that's my goal right there. And yeah. I just, like, everything else was, like, out of my vision. Like, right. it was, like, the peripheral vision or whatever they call it. And I was tunnel. like, tunnel, tunnel vision. And my friends were like, dude, you're crazy. Like, you, you can't be doing this, you know? And I improved so much within, like, a few months. You know, one of my friends, shout out to Quinton, who who started teaching me production because he was already in it. So I saw him and was like, dude, this is cool. Yeah. And he kind of encouraged me because I was still kind of scared to try something new. Yeah. And then once I started, I was like in it like to win it. You know, yeah, I was in bro. it to win it 100%. And a few months flew by and he was already seeing improvement. I was like, dude, like how are you improving so much, you know? And then by that, I think that him saying that added more pressure onto me. I was like, well, I'm improving so much. That means I have to like keep doing it even harder. Yeah. yeah so yeah. I bang it out even harder and mm-hmm. it backfired like because the, the music started getting worse in in terms of um it was just i was pushing it so hard i it was, was forced so, yeah it was forced it was i was not unsatisfied with the results instead of just like making music to make music yeah i had to make it like the banger hit every time and if it's not a hit i'd be mad at myself right constantly and it just like mm-hmm. became that cycle and a lot of the other stuff dropped out, like my family, my my friends, and like maybe even you. Yeah, even me, you know, because <laughs> like health. <laughs> yeah, my health, and obviously, like we have other passions too. We're interested in other stuff, like we're doing this podcast right now and just for fun. Yeah, and there's other stuff to do because life isn't just about just that one thing. Mm-hmm. Although it is my passion to do music, I don't think it's, I don't think it's a good thing to just be focused on that because there's, I can maybe take something from. Uh, English writing, maybe I can take something from poems, maybe I can take something from other arts, like painting and stuff, mm-hmm. like, and kind of combine it all into my musical project. Yeah, definitely. In- instead of just having that tunnel vision. Definitely. And I think to add on to that, it's kind of like you're you're almost like becoming a renaissance man, and yeah. it also like plays back into the music. And this goes back to not being so black and white, because I know the thought can be, well, the great people, they're just always tunnel vision on it. And yeah. the people who, like, aren't really special, they're just, like, kind of good at a lot of things. Yeah. And it doesn't set them apart. But, you know, it's like, bro, have have some balance. It doesn't need to be, like, so... I mean, if you want to... If you feel in your heart that, like, in that moment, like, wherever moment you find yourself, should I go to the gym or should i make some music right now whatever your heart's calling for just go with that and you're going to yeah. be excellent yeah because it is i think the the thing is that a lot of people realize that everybody has potential everybody has talent some mm-hmm. sort they just don't know it like mm-hmm. us might it might be music but for somebody it might be something different and that um by exploring different things you kind of open yourself up you trust yourself because it takes a lot of faith in yourself to Absolutely. try new things like Instead Absolutely. of being like, oh, I need to just work on music, have faith in that, oh, I kind of like painting. Like, why don't yeah. I try painting? Bro, that's so crazy because this next, the next part, you know, when I was saying I was playing sax mm-hmm. and I was like kind of like finding myself in the same pattern again, uh-huh. I actually took on yoga. So I'm, my mom, I'm just about to do that yeah, too. <laughs> yeah, bro. My mom was like, because I was like, I'm having some neck pain playing sax for hours, uh-huh. right? And uh-huh. I'm like... 
I need some I need some help. And so my mom was <laughs> I like, need some help. Yeah, my mom was like, go let me let me let me put you in yoga for a second, see how you like it. Boom, hop in with Stacy Whittingham, and I just fell in love with it, bro. I felt so good in my body, uh-huh. and I'm like, okay, that's the that's the answer right here. So. I actually dove into yoga like I dove into saxophone, uh-huh. which is like full force, <laughs> like head first, bro. Uh-huh. And I I just started going a lot. And then my friend Chloe Scarda, who's an artist, she's like, hey, I'm going to do this teacher training. Do you want to do it with me? And I'm like, I can't see why not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, in my head, I'm like, okay. I don't know how I'm going to get the money for this. So it's $2,500. I've never had a job. Mm. Seemed like a lot of money at the Uh. time. And we met up, you know, when when you follow your heart, you will see serendipitous moments. So I met up with the yoga teacher with my friend Chloe. Uh We just hit it off. I show her I was making, I was making YouTube videos at the time. Uh And I show her the yoga teacher that and she's like, oh my God, that's awesome. You have to come and join. And I'm like, all right. So now we're all good we're all excited we gotta find jobs Uh so (laughs) we went around the corner and found this greek restaurant and they happened to be just opening like right after that interview Uh we walked around the corner walked in the dude mike was in the back he's like hey what's up man you know he's like greek and stuff Uh Uh and and uh man like he was just like you know, you don't even need to give me application. Just give me your number and name. You're on. I'm like, oh, my God, bro. So we got jobs right there. Wow. Like, that was crazy. Um, so I went through the teacher training, and it was a lot, bro. I, 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 I wish it was a little more like I could just focus on one thing at a time because mm-hmm. I was doing, like, college band, high school uh-huh. band, uh-huh. Uh, traveling, I was in school, and then I had teacher training, and yeah. I had a job. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I had to leave to do the job. And <laughs> I feel you know. It's like it's like I don't know if it's just Capricorns or our personality. And there's something about probably like you know like where we grow up and stuff like that. You know our experience in life. But like yeah, there's something that I see in you that that I have. It's like if I'm not doing something, I have to be doing something that's like fulfilling, that's interesting. You know, something that mm-hmm. like. My body tells me, oh, you know, go try that, go try that. And I have to, like, go do that. And then at some point I realize, oh, shit, like, I have so much on my hands right now. Yeah. So it becomes this, like, hustle now. I I think the real, like, the solution to finding, like, um, a lightness in all of it, Mm -hmm. because that's very heavy, right? Mm -hmm. It's Mm -hmm. so heavy to just always have to do something. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of pressure on yourself. Uh And what I've noticed that's helped me um, to feel better Uh is, like, literally the first thing that i thought about was meditation oh yeah and then the 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 other thing is the society we live in nowadays there's Mm -hmm. three levels there's the paradigm of having Uh the paradigm of doing and the paradigm of being Uh so we're we got it backwards so society is you know having it's like Uh have the money have the sports car Uh have these things have the approval of other people Uh and Uh then i'm happy Uh um and if you know if you have any spiritual work at all like you know that's that's not that's fickle it's not gonna last Uh and then it goes doing which is like what we found ourselves in just like i always have to be doing something or else i'm you know but what aspect of you feels like you have to be doing something in order to feel good about yourself you know Uh it's like it's not the you should just feel good about yourself because you're you. Uh-huh. And there's things, there's like, there's forces that keep you away from that because 
um, well, the, you'll tap into your real power and then, like, the advertising agencies can't even get to you anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? I feel that. You know, I, 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 I've been, I think I've been more connected since being with my spiritual guy and uh, I've been also just, like, reading a lot more and, like, sort of closing myself off to social media and mm-hmm. just, like, closing myself off to other people's influences and just meditating again mm-hmm. just sitting down and like listening to myself and like asking myself what do i really want to do like what is it that i want to do or like in times when i'm pissed or in times when i'm angry i'm like why am i angry or in times when i want to do something i was like do i really want to do this like why do i want to do it? is it because somebody else told me that it's cool you know and i'm like aspired to be them yeah and, and we call that Condi- like social conditioning yes it's like you've been trained yeah exactly. to, so, so you have to untrain you yourself. have to unlearn yeah the doing paradigm which is not going to serve you if you really think about it and you know you leave yourself taxed all the time yeah. um and then that goes into the being paradigm where you know you practice meditation and you mm-hmm. feel your essence and mm-hmm. then from there you find all your you you find you find you which is what you've been looking for you've been looking outside for all these external things mm-hmm. um when really like what you're looking for is found only within 100 percent. so ha where um we were in the sax yeah oh so i got into yoga bro so uh-huh. i got into yoga uh-huh. um actually here before you go into that um on the meditation part i feel like when you find your true self no matter what you do no matter how hard it is no matter how challenging it might be it's gonna feel easy because you're loving what you're doing exactly like, i don't know if you feel the same way but i'm sure you do yeah 100 percent. i actually feel my day is way smoother when i meditate in the morning yeah um so meditation yoga so i was getting ready bro so i was like getting ready to do all these college auditions mm-hmm. i had everything lined up in the highest level schools you can think of like uh-huh. university of southern california uh-huh. Um, L- like more LA schools, New York schools, Miami. Uh-huh. I had all these amazing things coming up, but I was over, I was just straight overwhelmed. Uh-huh. I just, I mean, there was, of course, like, I felt it was a combination of limiting beliefs where, you know, I was, pr- I was doing, I was just doing so much uh-huh. that I was black and white and I just stopped. I just let go of everything uh-huh. because I felt like, I was unhappy. I was I was amazing but unhappy. Yeah. Super unhappy and nothing was working emotionally. Mm-hmm. So I decided to drop it and I I was from that point I was I kind of took on a spirit more spiritual life of of uh discovery and I got into like more of these topics mm-hmm. and I was doing my own research cuz I was passionate and I was making me happy uh-huh. and I dropped the whole school idea because it, I w- my mom's a little bit of a tiger mom and it was just a lot of pressure and I was done with all this pressure mm-hmm. so a year passes and I go to like some community college and it, I was like fuck dude this kind of sucks it's like lame and I had all these op- like what could have been moments and uh-huh. And, um, you know, from, from there, I just, I just realized there's just more for me. And, you know, I just kind of lived in a platonic phase, not platonic, <laughs> a plateau. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I kind of went through a plateau cause I was making so much progress. I kind of needed to balance out. Uh-huh. And, um, unfortunately, um, my sister was having a lot of breakdowns uh-huh. and I was barely holding myself together uh-huh. and this was around the time I started making music uh-huh. as in like 
I got Logic on my computer and like gotcha. started making like uh-huh. just you know cool vibes and beats and uh-huh. and my sister she was having all these like um, episodes and she started like she had some mental health issues and then she um, you know, I go to pick her up from the therapist and there's these two cop cars pulled up it's like six at night it's dark yo I just got a call but we're back so <laughs> there's these two cop cars that pulled up bro uh-huh. and i was like yo this is obviously not good and turned i saw her get like you know the cops were walking her out i didn't even get to say hi or anything she just went straight to the cop car with the cops and the therapist was like she was she wanted to jump off a bridge and um and yeah so we had to take precautive action and threw her in the uh like you know mental facilities and um i think the thing that was really fucked up was that um my mom went to visit her and then this whole story formed that she didn't actually want to do it basically what it sounded like was you know don't make me look like a bad mom you know this is the truth don't make me look like a bad mom um like subconsciously and you know and she was basically sweeping her like feelings under the rug oh no i don't want to kill myself i was just kidding and i'm like what do you mean you're just kidding yeah and you know she eventually came back and a week later she my sister was in my room and just broke down you know this is two days before christmas Mm -hmm. she just broke down Mm -hmm. and i'm like you know she's still feeling so crappy and i know like yo she's feeling this way and she's not you know she's not getting validated Mm-hmm. that she feels that way yeah like which makes feeling, it a hundred yeah. times worse yeah yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's so weird that we can't like say those things you know because it's real like being in fear or being like feeling like you're worthless feeling like you're not there or like mm-hmm. all those every feeling whatever feeling it is is valid mm-hmm. and like if you don't make it valid it's almost like you're denying it and if you deny it then you can't like go um overcome it Exactly. You can't it unless you accept it. Yeah, you have to. There's the only way is through. Yeah. There, you can't just wish it out of existence. Exactly. And, you know, it's gonna still be there. So, I was peeved, to say the least. I was peeved uh-huh. that, you know, people weren't being acknowledged for how they are and how what they're how they're living. Mm-hmm. They're being forced to be insane. Mm-hmm. You know, can you imagine how insane that that experience is? Mm-hmm. Like anybody who goes through that can't feel normal like and yeah and so the next day i go up upstairs and i'm you know i'm like guys we have a problem elisa is you know my sister she's this is not this is not a joke you know like that you know she she's not well and Uh when i asserted like my you know i asserted my love for like my sister in a way that was aggressive and and to wake wake him up you know shake him a little bit uh-huh. and that's how i that's that's what i felt was right to me at the uh-huh. time uh-huh. and that you know I'm, i had a dream about this last night actually where uh-huh. me asserting my boundary uh-huh. makes you know specifically my dad and his lineage uh-huh. like they they like have this um they have this uh trauma of when people assert their boundaries, they they like think that oh my god that's disrespectful. I have to uh-huh. like they get angry, and uh-huh. they're like I'm the one who's in power. Bow to me, uh-huh. like you know, uh-huh. like just uh-huh. 
and it became like physical like there, uh-huh. i had a pineapple almost chucked at me uh-huh. <laughs> that sounds fucking hilarious right now yeah but and I'm, I'm pretty sure it and it was it was very intense i had a like i found like a you know some like a knife bro uh-huh. and i was like holding it up and uh-huh. it was it was just not a good look uh-huh. so i went downstairs put my studio monitors in a big suitcase uh-huh. <laughs> my laptop and my clothes and called my aunt back in santa cruz Uh and my auntie said you can come on down so i got an uber i canceled all my jobs and i went on a train Uh Um, because if i would have took the car my dad was like threatening to call the cops and all this all this stuff and and i went down and i didn't know what what was going on or what was up but i i decided to stay and and you know like i wanted to start a business and get some money and i think i was when i moved down there i decided to stay there and i didn't really allow myself the full length of time to process what was going on mm-hmm. i was like already on i was still in the doing paradigm mm-hmm. i was like trying to start a fucking business bro mm-hmm. when you when you have that <laughs> thing going on yeah. yeah like i bought this course and i was trying to start and um i and things you know it was still going well i, I and like my parents they wanted me they wanted me to still go to college they wanted to support and give me money but i felt like well damn oh and in addition it was like becoming um like my dad was like threatening to take my saxophone away Mm -hmm. and my mom's like no he won't and he's like yeah i will and i'm like you know i'm like i've worked so hard on this how could you like even talk about taking that away because i'm i'm a stand-up person Uh And, um, so they wanted to still give me some money to go to school. Like, you can live over there, but I think you should go to school and, and take our money. And I was, I actually, I I declined because I didn't really want to, like, set any more strings, like, up like that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I felt like, you know, almost like, um, like they were a spider and, like, you know and i was like they're keeping you in the web yeah and like they even like bought a car because my i needed one to go to work and stuff like that in santa cruz and uh-huh. and and it was you they know but then sort of dependent on them yeah and they were like we're gonna give you this car but we have all these rules and guidelines and it's like screw you and, <laughs> <laughs> so i you know i just like barely just like a a i mean i needed a car so i was just like fine i'll play your game uh-huh. but man i hate playing games yeah so, I feel you. You know, and and you know, I I think I the trauma kind of kept manifesting in like more failed relationships in Santa Cruz. Uh-huh. Um, th- there were things going well, like I was meeting up with like the EDM scene. Nice. I, I went to Lucidity, uh-huh. and um, had an, a very transformative experience. And you know, I, I was all by myself. I got paid to go. Actually, it was the first festival I got paid to go. I was like, I'm living the dream because <laughs> I love festivals, bro. Uh, I went to Lightning in a Bottle, saw Anderson Pac, and like remember that, tell me more about that that moment that you had, like looking at the DJ, bro, uh-huh. and you're like, I need to do that. Like uh-huh. I had that moment, and wait, 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 so how did you get paid to go to festival? Tell me more I about knew, that. I knew I knew someone in the yoga world that like was pretty linked up. His name is. Uh, james kapika uh-huh. uh-huh. shout out to james for putting me in there <laughs> huh. so i was um i was paid to go i was like basically like 
uh, emceeing. Like, I was, like, transitioning people at this workshop station. Ah, okay. Gotcha. And um, I did an okay job. Mm. You know, I still had all this trauma going on. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, I look back and it was like, wow. You're um, <laughs> going through a lot, man. Yeah, it's really... So, um, so, I mean, time really flew. I was just going through thing after thing, the job to job. And I was making... I. You know, I I actually ran into this yoga community on my birthday. So I turned 20 and I went out to this like relaxing yoga and saxophone thing and or not saxophone thing. (laughs) It was just relaxing yoga. Uh But with the saxophone, that's something that comes a little bit later. So I actually linked up with this yoga teacher named Hana Muse and she was just amazing. I thought she was just super dope. Uh And I jumped in on her like uh, community, got involved and just loved the whole scene. It was very healing for me. Uh-huh. I think I was naturally drawn to that. And me and Hana, we like we became real close. And I went over to her house and we had this pinky promise of living through love. And the moments followed after that was um, I had these flashbacks. Like I was I had a decision to make. I had these flashbacks to that pinky promise. Mm-hmm. And it was like choose love and i knew what decision to make and i kept having these flashbacks making decisions through love and i found like two months later i had an album (laughs) and it was called love life because i was living my life through love like Uh that Uh and i you know i i I mastered, I created the whole thing. You can find it on Spotify and iTunes. Uh-huh. <laughs> shout out. Shout, shout out. out. B sick. Letter B S I C K. That's why I go by. Um, oh, just a little story about my name. So my full name Brennan is Sick. So it's just B Sick. And I had a baseball coach who had a giant mouth, like literally and figuratively. Like uh-huh. he was like sitting, like screaming, like uh-huh. almost. And he called me B Sick. Nice. And and I was like almost like whoa because it felt yeah it's like it's so big bro Uh (laughs) his mouth so big (laughs) be sick sick. and then I was deciding my name and people were like talking and I heard like be sick used in everyday language they would be like oh yeah that'd be sick and like I was I was making the connections I was Mm -hmm. like whoa you just you just said be sick sick. (laughs) like normally Uh so I'm like already in the the language bro so that's that's how my name came about be sick um and I always like the vibe of the the name be sick I always knew like it was vibrant and big for some reason it just felt that way whenever I say it Uh you know it just feels so big so things are moving along I'm, I'm making some money but i was still having the trauma so i was self-sabotaging and i actually got into my own place but i was see i was doing way too much i ran out of money i like uh-huh. went out to this thing in la uh-huh. but it was it wasn't balanced you know uh-huh. it was you know i learned a lot but i didn't have the palette to fully receive gotcha gotcha and we're in the right mindset everything. So I actually found myself homeless mm-hmm. in, in Santa Cruz. I called my aunt. She's like, you're not, you can't come home to, no, you can't. And I'm like, oh, wow. Okay. Uh-huh. Why, why, why was that? Because, you know, it's like, um, I guess you don't want to keep like, a, like, you know, sort of yeah, it's like, don't leech me kind uh-huh, of thing. Uh-huh. And I'm like, shit, well, I, you know, I emotion like I get it, but emotionally I'm like, fuck. You know, and um, 
and I found myself on my friend's place, but there was like, you know, like powder and like, you know, just it wasn't I didn't have a place to like recoup fully like I was like kind of getting trapped to be forced to be lit. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was I felt like I had to be lit. I had to sleep with people mm-hmm. to like live mm-hmm. just to make it through these hard time. Mm-hmm. And I actually just decided like this isn't like feeling right. So I called my parents and they're like you're welcome to come back, but you know, it was a contractual agreement mm-hmm. like go to school or get to work and here's all the agreements uh-huh. and it's great. It's good stuff, but I'm like damn, I feel like where can I just be uh-huh. <laughs> just just for being sake uh-huh. but and I'm like pissed at the world and stuff but because like god money's so fucking annoying bro uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was how I was seeing it then so I moved back here and I link up with my friend Max and we just started making music and we made a song called who am I and I was actually really happy to go back and link up with some of my old friends I haven't seen in a year so back in Folsom, going to school, and I'm utilizing the studio uh, in Sacramento City to basically mix my music to a high degree. Mm-hmm. And this whole time, by the way, since like yoga started, um, I've been making like making beats. And I remember selling my first beat and thinking, oh my God, like that is just crazy to me to think that you can have an idea out of thin air and people are willing to like, you know, give you money for it. Mm-hmm. It's just blew my mind that people were, you know, instead of being paid for your time, you're getting paid for the the value. You're getting paid for the result, you know. Nowadays, I think that's actually too low. But I'll, I'll collab with people if I really like them. But, mm-hmm. you know, this music thing is go- is really um, massive. Mm-hmm. So I have to, like, weight it up mm-hmm. to be massive in terms of price. So I I just found myself, like, you know diving even deeper into myself and spirituality and music and and that's kind of the road i'm on right now and i'm looking to take my life into a financially free direction where i have a sanctuary and i want to go out and do all these things but i feel like i need to like live like a monk almost and just focus on my spirituality right now and heal those aspects because i'm going to be keep doing the doing thing and i'm i'm going to keep manifesting more of these things that's not really like how i want to live Uh so now i'm in this letting go phase feeling my energy healing the trauma by remembering i'm a sovereign being and when i make music and when i hear that music back and i realize what's going on like oh my God, I'm making a fucking soundtrack right now mm-hmm. of my life. It's It really helps with me remembering. So whenever I make art, it helps me to tap in mm-hmm. to that, um, that, 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 that like unwavering, sovereign, immune mm-hmm. so. essence mm-hmm. that you are. Mm-hmm. And we're all just, you know, at some point you got to remember that. And better, better now than later, I would say. Yeah. I mean, cause, cause later in life it'll help you. Definitely. I mean, you, I mean, you'll just stay on your path. Whatever. It's path gonna help you with your results, but it's also gonna help with your own like personal experience. It's all about process. that. Yeah. You know, people are worried about how others' experiences looks onto theirs. Mm-hmm. You know, approval. They want to control everything, or they're wanting like security and and you know balance. Of course, all those things are important to stay mm-hmm. alive. Mm-hmm. But we live in a good time right now. If you're in America, we live in a good time where you know you can just be you 
100%. and and you could fly. Yeah, I mean, if you have the boss to do it, because because it does take some boss to just be you. Definitely, bro. Yeah. Well, sick. Me and Beck, we were uh, we were just in here practicing yeah. some singing stuff. We were in the studio. We got kicked out because yeah. it's I don't know, it's too lit or something, and they had in some class, but. We decided to do some vocal exercises, and uh, you know, Beck just asked me, "What's your story?" And here we go. There is the story. There ends the story. Of and music. now, now everyone's now everyone's knows what the story is. Yeah, <laughs> or at least some of the story. Hey. No, all, of it. <laughs> all right, yo, it's Brennan Sick on the first podcast episode of Creative Living. Y'all already know. Peace. Y'all already know. Y'all already. Jump in a bank account. Bank account. Y'all already know. stacks. I love you by the way, yeah. Y'all already know. No, no, no. Let's go and chill today.